0: Now the conclusion. November. Halo 4, Little Big Planet Karting, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified, Wonder Book, New Super Mario Bros. U, Nintendo Land, Epic Mickey 2, The Power of Two. Zombie U, Persona 4 Golden, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, The Walking Dead Episode 5, yes, we will get to The Walking Dead, and, of course, the release of the Wii U.
1: Okay, cool, where do we start? Black Ops 2? Okay, let's talk about Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2 is Black Ops and Call of Duty, and it's all the same ship. Okay. Okay. But I'm no, leave.
0: I'll leave. no. The bad
1: version. That's actually. Uh, that I'm actually doing it a disservice by saying that because Black Ops 2 introduces something that a mechanic that has never been in any Black Ops game, which is choices, and the choices are so subtle that. Okay, here's an example. And since you don't care about spoilers, you shoot a dude in the head, and you have you actually what? have a
2: choice. What the that? Hold oh. on, hold on.
1: You shoot the main character in the head. You shoot your main character in the head. This is the character you've been playing for the original Black Ops. You have a, an option because Noriega is like you gotta kill this traitor. He's a traitor. If you read all the uh, material <sighs> before playing the game about how there's choices in it, if you shoot the guy in the leg or the arm, he survives. But if you shoot him in the head, like I did, because I'm an idiot, I sh- sorry sorry, ableism. I shot him in the head, and it turns out I shot myself in the head. Why did I do that? And I got a part of the ending is that it's a compilation of all the actions that you commit throughout the game. I got a bad ending because I shot myself in the head. So to me, that was one of the most mind-blowing. just like a heart. wonderful
3: pull quote from the year that could have been done in such an, a much better game. I got a bad yeah. ending because I shot myself in the head.
2: Never a part success. Isn't that
3: a game that Zoe Quinzel is making? Bottom dish. <laughs> <Jewish. laughs>
0: Okay. And Declassified is the broken beta It's a broken piece of shit,
1: Declassified. It is made by the people who made the broken piece of shit Resistance game.
0: Like, I love Resistance, you know, I love Resistance. Speaking of shooters, but a better one, Halo 4, which apparently Alan's brother said was his game of the year. I've been hinting to my
2: brother for the past three months that I've not yet purchased Halo 4, and I wouldn't mind if he got me that for Christmas. So... At this moment in time, it is uncertain how things will unfold. But I hope he's got me. <laughs> I,
3: I would like a copy of Halo 4 as well, Alan's brother.
2: Uh, well, I don't, I don't think it works that way, but, you know, Alan Claus might get you one.
1: <laughs> I actually played. I, I bought an Xbox 360 to play Halo 4, and I do not regret it. It is a very thoughtful science fiction setting. Like, it. Playing the game meet me want to read the books by uh, by Greg Bear, and he's like a legitimate author, you know, he's not some guy who just writes crappy <laughs> <laughs> what,
3: are you, what are you trying to say? What are you trying
2: to say, Ian? Your I could make some sort of Todd Akin
3: joke there, and I think it's well past due at this point, but, dude, there were so many better ways that you could put that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, so... What a loser.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, sorry.
1: No. I mean, no. like, it's a, it's a well thought out setting it's a very well thought out setting the characters are interesting there yeah there are some tropes that are problematic like cortana being helpless and master Chief being a dude you know who doesn't have any emotions because you know emotions are not manly but no beyond he that he has it plenty actually,
3: of emotions damn it it's, What's yeah it's
0: actually fascinating about it and from people who've actually played it, I've heard their interpretations, is how, yes, this is a 12-year-old's masculine fantasy of how relationships and war works, but at the same time, that if you know Master Chief's backstory, he is essentially a 12-year-old, because that's when they took him and then put him into yep. the machine to make him into the Master Chief. Yep. So he is a 12-year-old experiencing war in the form of a 12 12- year your old's interpretation of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, that's basically how it is, and that's, to me that's very interesting because I think the books actually explore that, but in the games, you know, he's portrayed as a superhuman soldier and you can see him that way, but if you understand Master Chief, you can see that he's actually, he actually sees Cortana as like his mother, you know, I mean, he like, he needs her, and to you know, like the entire game, it's like, you know, he doesn't want to lose her because she is the only emotional connection that he has to the world, and she's not even real, that's a very poignant thing for me, you know? Well, I mean, like,
3: Halo gets into a lot of things, including whether you can consider an AI a real-life intelligence. But, yeah. I mean, you know, with Master Chiefs, if you read into the backstory, it's such a deeper story. You get the impression, you know, this was someone who was robbed of a normal life, was put into the situation of being trained into the super soldier that these other kids that were in the same program with him basically became his family. And he's had to watch so many of them die over the years before you even get to the main games when he is basically the last Spartan standing. And then you've got Cortana who is sort of like a digital echo of his mentor and all this stuff. It's just like, it's all there and it's all beautiful and it's all powerful. And then you get to the games and it's just, You kind of understand why most people find them shallow, because the games don't do a very good job of communicating any of this epic backstory.
1: Yeah, it's all very subtle.
0: And subtlety, as we've learned and we'll talk about more, does not work well in AAA games.
3: But this is why I always take umbrage with the idea that Master Chief is emotionless. Master Chief has no personality. He has plenty of personality. Yep. And when you know the all eyes. the when you know all the backstory and then you play the games, he's a very emotive character. It's just yep. you know, again, it's just subtlety. His <laughs> lost. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. Uh-huh. You can't see them. Yeah. No, no, I mean,
0: that literally, you can't see anything from the no. helmet. That's where the that subtlety is lost.
3: No, it's actually really in a whole lot in his posture and his shoulders. Anyway. Is, this is, yeah.
1: you, can, you can see in his posture, he's actually very well emoted. People don't pay attention to that, but it's
3: it's actually there.
1: If you actually look into it, he's actually one of the better-designed characters because, you know, he's not cookie-cutter hero with past or whatever, but he's actually well-designed person. That's
2: very cool. I like it. And, he's
3: you know, a pretty I don't, cool but, guy.
2: He's a pretty cool guy, and I don't regret buying it at all, pretty you know? Guy, yeah, I yeah I wasn't
0: afraid of anything. <laughs> okay, these were the what I think were consensually the best war Wii games. Mm-hmm. New Super Mario Bros. U, Nintendo Land, Zombie U, and Epic Mickey 2, because they needed something else. Yeah. Even though that's coming out forever. Do you actually use one of these things? I was kind of hoping Ian did with the No, I
1: don't. Oh. There's nothing on it that I want that I don't yeah. already have on other consoles. Like, I mean, Epic Mickey 2, I got it on PlayStation
2: 3. Fun game.
1: Let's I talk about that. to
2: buy Epic Mickey, God damn it. I know, everybody told me you do to buy <laughs> <it>. <laughs> this conversation was like, what should I get? Epic Mickey, or I don't know, Tales of Turds 2, whatever it was, and i like, don't buy it! Just don't, just, just, have a month for you, don't buy a game! And you were like, I, I bought it.
1: And I thought right, so. No.
2: I'll explain like, why hey. I bought it. I'll explain
1: why I bought it. Okay, No, it's gonna
3: take forever! No, it'll be, it'll be short. short, it'll be like...
1: Two minutes or Nothing
3: something. So, he was ever short. So, right, one so Spectre,
1: one Spectre, he could very easily have made a AAA shooting game, like Deus Ex or something. But instead, he chose to pursue his passion, which is Disney. And a lot of these guys who worked on Epic Mickey, you can see that it's a labor of love. There's a lot of stuff going on in the animations in the way that the world is portrayed. It's like, it's very lovingly portrayed, and they actually breathe life into the wasteland. And to me, that is very interesting. And he could have Made a straight-up platformer, you know, like Mario or something. But instead, he chose to integrate a good and bad system where you know you have the choice to create or destroy. And one of my early experiences with Epic Mickey 2 was I was in the shop where guy tells me he needs me to repair his sign because his sign stopped rotating.
3: We had
2: so this I... story in the last podcast. Yes, we had no, this like did this early in the right. week. I've got like I told you, Stasia, nothing Stasia you do is going ever.
3: Ever short.
2: It was it, it's
1: it's a, t- a beautiful game and yeah, it's flawed. You know, mechanically there are a lot of issues with it. But you know, I, I like the game, it's charming. Yeah, I don't see why people should give it such a hard time.
0: I didn't know people did. People do, okay. it's like this 10. hundred ten I'm gonna put these next three as into further Sony marketing failure. Little big planet carding. The Wonder Book and PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Super yeah. Smash Bros. PlayStation. What the PlayStation? hell
3: was Wonder Book?
0: Oh, have you heard <laughs> of Wonder Book? Wonder
2: Book is like this. You never... um, uh, oh, it's like an AR an type thing where you buy this book and it'll be a J.K. Rowling's book of spells. And it, it's all tied into PlayStation, moving the PlayStation Eye. Uh, it was um. another thing I saw at Eurogamer. It actually looked quite good.
0: They displayed it for E3 and they spent a lot of time and that's what they say killed the pace of the conference. I think. They... Yeah. Two years ago, huh. and it's one
1: just, year, one it just year, year, not It was this year. It was this year. No, they
0: did last year and this year. Did not Wonderbook last year?
3: All right. Quote from Wikipedia: well, Sony announced the peripheral at its press conference during the Electronic Entertainment Expo 2012.
0: Okay. I'm wrong. Anyway, it came out with a whisper. There was no commercial, no ads. No, it just showed up in shops. Yeah. Wonder, Wonder was, book was,
2: is not, like it it's not for you and it's not for me. It's for kids. Children. It is in the window of most major retailers in the UK and advertising with this Harry Potter book, the spells thing. Yeah. It's another one of these things where it's fine for us to kind of poo-poo it and say, you know. Who the fuck's gonna buy this? It's like, well, the answer is
0: That's not, not you, not, 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 not like, dickhead. Is the answer? But it's <laughs> coming out in November. It's good, obviously, going to be for Christmas, and there's like no push behind it. Maybe in the UK there is, in the US, no, nothing. Kind of, big no, push no
2: in the UK. They've been pushing this remodeled PS3, the one that genuinely looks like a George Foreman this time. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, I bought, it's I bought a slim, well. super slim,
0: sucks. But as to your Super Smash Brothers comment, PlayStation All Stars like sold nothing. It sold ninety thousand copies.
1: Yeah, it's crap.
0: I, mean, I, like game,
1: it. I think the game is well-liked. Yeah, the game is very well-liked, but nobody bought it.
0: Especially with IGN. It's never heard them evangelize a game so hard in this one. I hear but the I really fighting like
1: game community evangelizing it, too. Really?
2: It's like it's, yeah, it's, What I really like is that Sony have so few adorable mascots, they've had to poach them from other games. It's got, like, the Big Daddy <laughs> from Bioshock in it.
0: Yeah. It's true, but it doesn't really matter in the end. There's, like, no marketing push in, like, the mainstream on TV. There's like nothing visibility to it. it it's just tripping over their own feet. They're making, They're
1: making a sequel now.
3: Joy.
0: I hope it does better than this. I think I, <laughs> I, I,
3: I just can't wait for more fat yeah. princess in my life. You know, she's really, she's really <laughs> a mascot. She's an inspiration for women gamers everywhere.
2: Whenever I think of the PS3 or when I think of women in games, I'm always drawn back to Fat Princess. Exactly. And that movement, but the I feel, fat
3: I feel so empowered whenever one, I look one at one Fat one, Princess. One, okay, one of you know what?
2: Forward for the games industry? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <is it. laughs>
3: okay, okay.
0: Seriously, we've been putting this off since April because Alan said it'd be stupid to talk about them individually. Yeah. The Walking Dead. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it's the best game of the year. I haven't
1: played it. I haven't played it yet. All
0: right. I was getting told about it.
3: Well, then, I don't know. Then shut your speakers off for a bit, Ian, because we need to talk like Jake. No, it's Spoilers. I know
1: spoilers. Just go ahead and talk about
3: it. I so totally was not on board with this. I thought, ah, it's going to be overrated. It's not going to be as cool as people say. And then I get to the fifth chapter, and I'm getting misty. Aw. I did not expect this game to affect me the way that it seems to affect an awful lot of other people. And I don't cry with games the way that other people say that yeah, games can get them to cry. I'm creating this big list of, like, kind of unconventional categories for my Games of the Year thing in the jig. And I just kind of lumped this in with Unfinished Swan and Papa Leo as a daddy issues game. Because, in as much as you're playing as this kind of surrogate father figure, you're also empathizing with Clementine. It's just like, well, what would I want to be said to me in this kind of situation? Because you are sort of the overwhelmed, isolated person in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. And some reassurance would be nice. And it's strange that, like, it starts out as just like, oh, this is just some cartoony bullshit. It doesn't look very good. It doesn't play very good. And these characters are all hick stereotypes, and you just keep playing. It's like, oh, man, Kenny, my heart strings. It's nuts. Except he's not a stereotype. He's, he's not! It's just like... Further. And, and So further developed. And, and Mike, oh my god, when you get to the fifth chapter, it's just like the nuances and the subtlety to his animation and the voice acting. It's just, this character is more fully realized than most award-winning dramatic performances in most films that I've seen. Kenny's this is dick, the though. best incarnation Kenny, of the
0: three mediums. Kenny's
2: just a massive dick. Did you did you guys try to side with Kenny? Because I tried to make him my friend, and he just throws it back in your face. <laughs> he' decided it I, me
3: throw a... it in my face. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, there was like a relationship popped. tip in the fifth one where it's like, oh, the boyfriends are breaking up. But apart from that,
0: <laughs> I actually had a, a slight bug, and it did have some issues from episode to episode because where it says, and in the second episode it says, hey, don't think I didn't forget how you didn't back me up. And it said, I told you to punch him in the fucking face. Yeah. How is that not backing you up? And then I was told that there were some like iffy problems. Before they patched it, but forever, that will haunt my playthrough where I told them to punch the guy in the face who said, put the sun outside, and he was holding that against me for the rest of the episode. And it was, uh...
3: Yeah, and see, but, you mocked me for waiting until the end of the year to play this. It's like, I got the patched version, so neat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they you also were complaining me. during the early episode there aren't enough feels per second.
3: Well, there were. words. If I, had, if I, I had just played, like, the first chapter when it came out, I would have just given up on this series. What? How? It was poorly paced. It was awkward. It seemed ham-fisted. You get to the later ones, and it's just like it seems far more balanced. You're really connecting with the characters. You're I will killing me over
2: here. here. you killing what? me from 5,000 miles away. The second episode of that game is like, was, like, the best thing I've played all year. It was the only time I've been left speechless. Oh, even the Star
3: for Help one, where, you know, you're yeah. just drinking food. Yeah. Like, everyone talks about that, though. That's why that was ruined for me from the start, because I had read That's so much bad. about it in advance.
0: And the thing is, if you actually stop and think about it and try to do it, it isn't actually as difficult as the game's presentation makes it out to be, because several people just refuse the food. Hmm. There's like four people who not just refuse the food. You and you end up Oh my God, you're that, talking
1: about that scene. I'm going to pull up my headphones <laughs>
0: okay, I'm done with the done with the scene. Done with
2: the scene. It's the it's oh. only a game where I felt as wrecked as the characters did, because there's, there's so much tension in every decision. The thing with The Walking Dead is generally in games you get this binary choice, where, or as I like to call it, say save the baby, eat the baby choice. <laughs> but and uh, but in Walking Dead it's like here's two ship decisions, pick one, and live with it, and you're like, what? You, is somebody like wrapping a Christmas present back there? I think that's him
0: taking his headphones off.
2: What are they made from? <laughs> Bubble wrap? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Walking Walking Dead. It just gives you two bad decisions. Like pick one, live with
0: it. Tough. And and then it, no, it gives you. It always gives you four. And one of them is say nothing. Yeah. yeah. Which I kept forgetting was there because the ellipses are kind of small and mm-hmm. kind of blended in the background. Uh, I did actually choose that one or two times when I realized, you know, this is not where you open your mouth. Yeah, I I choose it. Shut up. But uh, there are just so many details of it. There are just, I could go for hours on the little mini craftsmanship and just structure and brilliance of the ideas behind them. But honestly, and you know what, we could eventually do that, but we're so close to the end. So I'm just going to ask you, ask the two people and myself who've actually played it. Order of episodes, do the thing that everyone does with the wire seasons. Order of them, best to worst. For me, it's four, five, one, three, two. um, I'm going to go, poof, I'm going to go two,
2: three, five, four, one. That's only because you put me on the spot.
3: I guess I would say five, three,
2: two, four, one. Did anybody's combination open the vault?
0: I'm amazed that wow, it's like I put two last, you put it first, you put four so low. Wow,
2: I think that's how good this
0: game is. Five, five was really two and two and five
2: were really good. I think three was pretty good. Four, four felt like a kind of stopgap, like you were waiting on the end. It felt that, that unresolved to me. Oh, yeah, I'm one. I don't
3: think you would meet the guy on the end of the radio, and then you don't. It's just like, well, what did I play all that for?
2: Oh, whenever you meet that guy, holy shit.
3: Oh, that like, was five. Oh, it's
2: so that's creepy. So oh, awesome. oh it's, so, it's so good. Oh, this oh. game's so good. Just go and play it. Oh, it's just, <laughs> just, just, go play it. I will play it today. Okay.
0: You uh, didn't take, take your headphones off for the next 30 seconds or so. All right, all right. We're it off. Take They're off. Go. And this goes for Alan, anyone,
3: I guess, who's listening and hasn't played them either, right? Take your headphones
0: okay. off Alan, or shut your face. Okay, now it's been 30 seconds. Ian will be putting his headphones back on. Hurry up,
2: hurry up. Alan, small the
0: guy, Alan, when you get into the hotel room and he's right behind you and he says something to you, what was your response?
2: I think. I don't remember. I just remember telling Clementine to go for the knife and kill that
0: maniacal fucker. Oh my god. So can't say, there were four options for nothing go fuck yourself, hello, and where the hell is Clementine? I think I said, hello.
3: I said hello. And I I said, said,
0: "Um, is it me you're looking for? That's like, I said hello, and he says, wow, that's civil. (laughs) (laughs) And it colored the rest of that scene, and it said, you couldn't end this any other way. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ian, you can come back now. Back to the land of
2: living? Whoa.
3: No, the land of the talking dead. Hey!
0: (laughs) Oh, Chris, someone has got to do a critical compilation on that just so I can hold a podcast <laughs> and talk about it.
3: <laughs> okay. I'm sure we could find – maybe Michael Abbott would be willing to do it because he really likes Walking Dead. But he's not also got a life. Likes
0: but, so. Everyone likes Walking Dead.
3: Yeah, that's strange. I thought I would be the outlier in this case, but I'm not.
0: The thing is I'm going to be pausing it during the editing just to – Write down the list of everyone's season mm. and just try and figure out what does this say about us? <laughs>
3: because
0: it wasn't like it's was like one or okay, the order is mostly right except for one or two in the middle are flipped. No, like they're vastly different. Okay, be you back.
1: Yeah, I'm back.
0: Okay, heard nothing. I heard nothing.
1: I
2: heard nothing.
0: Good. It's, sure.
2: You haven't December. heard that spoiler about the dancing competition at the end of Walking Dead? It's, it's, it's really unex, it's really unexpected.
0: Um, i so
2: it. So dour, Oh, so so sorry.
0: sorry. Okay. December. Primordia, Far Cry 3. Yeah, nothing compares to December. I haven't
2: <laughs> played Far Cry 3 yet.
0: My brother so Far Cry it's good. It's a good Actually, game. It is... Watch the friend play the intro.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to spoil much, but I would say it's the best shooter this year. It's easily the best shooter this year. People talk about Call of Duty and, and all it those is? other games. Yeah, but yeah, this game here, it feels kinetic. That's how I describe it. You, you can vault, you can slide, you, you have basically all the combat that's available to you in Dishonored. It's in Far Cry 3. And you, the interesting thing, I mean, not just, I mean, I don't want to go into the story or whatever because a lot of articles do, but mechanically it is so fascinating to play because you're given these missions where you're supposed to take over an enemy base or something. And there are so many ways you can go about it because it's a wide open area, it's a sandbox. Essentially, it's a sandbox. It's a challenge for you to do whatever the hell you want to do with it. Like, you can plant mines all over the place, or you can put C4 at the back and, you know, blow it up and then kill one dude and the rest of them will come running to the explosion and then you can pick them up one by one or maybe stealth behind them and then stab them one at a time. There's so many things you can do with it. And just playing the game and playing it just for fun is just so enjoyable. I I haven't had this much fun in an FPS since the original Far Cry.
2: Can you punch Far a Cry shark? 2?
1: Yes, you can punch a
2: shark. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Get it, boss.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, means, that means we've officially defeated racism. Good to know. Um,
2: punch that shark yeah. right in the cover. All right. See,
0: so, Here's the interesting thing about the story is
2: you're a white man, you go to this island,
1: and
0: it's magical. have already covered that, though. Have we... Here's the thing. My friend, just for the record, this is not usually me I don't mean to use it how to sound, he's black, So he's looking at this from that perspective, and he's just like, you are so boring. I'm sorry, Swain, but white people are just boring. (laughs) (laughs) And and the thing is, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, yeah, every other character other than you and your friends are the interesting ones. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like, you're
1: the boring one. You're this boring dude. (laughs) <laughs> and it's
0: like an interesting
1: commentary in that everybody else is this interesting character who's lived an interesting life, and you're this college-educated dude who's basically a thrill-seeker, and that's why you're on the island in the first place, and the game points... Out, oh, fuck, really? yeah, yeah, that's the that it's not degree. like
3: we don't have a lot of games where the white people are boring because they are the normative and everything else is exotic <laughs> and cool.
1: Yeah, right. I know. It- <laughs> but you... Here- What's interesting to me is that the, 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 the story, island is based on Malaysia.
0: Things.
3: The
1: island is based on like a mixture of Malaysia and Polynesia. Like all the characters are Polynesian except for Boss and Citra, who's actually voiced by a Malaysian actress. Hey,
3: we've been over this. Yeah, we've this we, 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 before. you
1: know
0: we've we gone over it. But Yeah, it's, it, it goes on. It's fascinating. It's, it's, uh, it also hasn't been out long enough for everyone to truly... See. Right. Some people even finish it. That's yeah, I...
2: Next year, guys, let's just...
1: Yeah. I
0: can tell you nothing about
1: 2013. <laughs> Seriously, it's uh, even very late, and I think a lot of people still haven't played it because, you know, it's a Christmas gift, right? So, yeah. I mean, if you love 1st version shooters, definitely buy the game. They're hands-down best FPS of the year. But, I mean, you want to explore the tropes and stuff? Next year. Do that next year.
0: And I just have to say Primordia because that's going to be really high on my end-of-the-year list. It's mm-hmm. probably the best point click adventure game I've played this year, and there have been a lot of... I don't consider The Walking Dead a point-and-click adventure game. There's too much difference about that. Okay. But this one, I think it's probably because it probably just literally is my wheelhouse. It's about philosophy, it's about thinking, it's about slow, and it's meditative, and it's about interaction dramas, and then you have people that are all representative of, like, larger-than-life, almost mythical Titan figures affecting the world through philosophical discussions. It's like, you couldn't be more in my wheelhouse. Hey, it's
1: like Ergo Proxy. It sounds like Ergo Proxy, the anime. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's one
3: of my favorites. I have.
0: It's really difficult to watch because it's really slow in the beginning. It's
3: very philosophical.
1: I really love it, though. I love it. It's one
0: of my favorites. It would take longer for me to explain what I think about it here, sure. suffice to say, it thinks it's bigger than it actually is. So
1: I should. What you're saying is that if you like proxy you should probably go ahead and play Primordia because the the themes are similar, right? It's philosophical. Well,
0: you also have to be aware it is a point and click adventure. Sure. And while they and while the design is actually brilliant because it does a lot to mitigate the usual problems with it, with a lot of different aspects, mm-hmm. it can still get be a little problematic. Though people who do play it say this is a lot easier than most point and click adventures. All right, I'm gonna but buy I, it
1: now. I'm buying it now. There's nothing
3: you can do. Go
0: to GOG, because you get the soundtrack with it. And, yeah. Uh,
3: Primordia has one more sale. So we're losing Allen soon, so... At the end, we're at the last few well, seconds. Yeah, second. let's, let's oh, just cut is... off this whole thing with reprints and collections. Yeah, this Actually, the, I just the, want to the, mention
0: the it because this was a really strange year. I'm just going to list them. Reprints and collections, Jack and Daxter collection, Silent Hill HD collection, Metal Gear Solid HD collection, God of War Saga, Tony Hawk HD, Jet Set Radio HD, Okami HD, Killzone HD, Zone of the Enders HD collection, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai HD collection, and Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Oh, I you
3: forgot the most important one. Night HD. Some... Really?
2: Oh, Night HD just Knight. came out.
0: That just came out. Yeah. Damn it, that just came out after I made the list. But yeah, it's also besides. I have to mention. Do not get the Silent Hill HD collection. They ruin the main aspect and important part of Silent Hill. They get rid of the fog.
2: Just get just get oh. nights instead. There's like Wait, they got rid I of sh- the fog. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, because the, thing, the, re, the the reason the fog was there in the first place is the PS2 draw distance wasn't powerful enough and you'd see things popping in because the textures were so detailed. Yeah. Things would pop in like 10 feet ahead of you. The fog was there to hide that. The, well, the thing is, the PS3 can do the long draw distances so that the people who remade it thought, we don't need the fog anymore. That's, oh, that's a
1: bad decision because the original Silent Hill, was, it was making the best out of its limitations and they actually turned it into part of the game. That's the and brilliant thing about Silent Hill, is that it took all its locations. It. Yeah. That's
0: the best part it. But I've just got to say, do not get that. Find the original copies, especially if your PS3 you can play PS2 games. Yeah. This is the important one, because this is some of the most interesting ones, because I could not find the dates for when these were released, mm-hmm. so I just put them all in the last section. Cannot find the dates. Boyfriend Maker. Curiosity. What's inside the cube? Day Z. That curiosity is terrible. It's all something. <laughs> Frog Fractions, Rage of Bahamut, Slender of the Eight Pages, Super Hexagon, and Ziggurat. Super Hexagon is it.
1: what? October, right? No, uh, I don't
0: know. September? It's September. It's, it's September. September. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's September. And it, I you got to talk about it. It's mechanical in the same way that Hotline Miami is minus the violence. Because you have to be 60-second challenges that you go through, and then you can restart it as many times as you want. It's one of the most cathartic games out there right now.
0: average game is...
1: 10
2: seconds, isn't it? Yeah, it's like 10 seconds, so, you know, you don't have to struggle too much. 10 seconds if you suck. I mean, I yeah. could can, can <laughs> really get 15, 17
3: seconds out of everything
2: consistently.
3: I do um, It really depends on, oh, there's so much that could be said about this, and we don't really have the time to go into it, but I think probably one of the best games that has come out in recent memory, in part because it is so simple, it is so simple and so abstract, Yep. And it also features our good friend, Jen Frank.
2: Yep. Fine. Triangle. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: I think I think there's a good argument to be made for Super Hexagon going to be the best mobile game ever. I, I don't know. I already said quite a lot about it. I've reviewed it. I've chatted about it. I've bought four copies of the game now. It's, just <laughs> what it, no, it's on, it's on what Steam now, for too. You.
0: It's on Steam now, too. Yeah, it. it's Android. on Steam. coming to Android, right?
1: Yeah, it's on on sort of Android, yeah, I think
2: so. Yeah, it's on everything. Basically, if you don't get it, you're a social network, Get it, bud.
1: What's, what's fascinating about Super Hexagon is the controls. Like, usually controls for any game are not perfect. A game designed for the mouse doesn't really work so well on an iPad. But Super Hexagon does not have this issue at all. It's, sol- yeah, it's solid on any platform you play it for, so you can't really go wrong with it. It is so finely tuned. It's one of the most finely tuned games this year. If you pass it it's up, like, you're missing out. and It's like missing out in Tetris, I think.
0: Speaking of, although, oh, Ziggurat, because Brendan has gone to the wall for this game. I love that game.
2: You
1: should write
0: another
2: game. book. I think Brendan's yeah. gone too far with Ziggurat. I I, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I, don't, I think it's as good as he makes out to be.
0: Really?
1: I love that game.
0: I mean, uh, is it on Android? Again? again, I have to ask, is it on Android? Cause all no. No, it's iOS only. Yeah. Tim Rogers
1: made
2: it. It's right. That's it's, why everybody's talking about it because everybody knows Tim Rogers. Oops, did I say that <laughs> line? Don't oh, mind. Oh, <laughs> I have a crush
1: on Tim Rogers. Did I,
2: did I say that? Yeah. Say it. You can say it if you like. We're all friends <laughs> here, except this is being broadcast to the
0: entirety of the internet. Yeah, he's
1: going to listen to this at some point. So.
0: <laughs> I doubt that. I don't. I actually don't know what the numbers are on that censorship. I know it's at least ten. I tell you what, done.
1: though, when Brendan put us on the New Statesman, I think I think a lot more people are going to pay attention to this podcast than
0: something along. draw something. That sure came and went, right? <laughs> another like, mobile game.
2: You mean
1: Pictionary?
0: Draw, was, yeah, I I got it a little late, so I got like two days with it before it dropped off the face <laughs> of the earth.
1: Yeah. I played it for a while. It was fun, but. Like how often can you play this game? It's, there's nothing to do besides.
0: Unless you're really going to be artistic about it, it's yeah. not that this.
1: I got so bored with it. I started drawing penises around the objects that I was supposed to draw. I mean, they put tennis court right. The, the word is tennis stop. court. And stop. Instead,
3: stop. So it's great. Like, instead it's of drawing
1: annoying.
3: a tennis court. I'm losing I was, Alan! <laughs> he is dying I, from the zombie virus. No. Me.
1: And
3: then, no, then it's the it's the and I'm
0: saying no. Speaking of zombie viruses, Daisy. Oh no, that's not. That's not. Wait,
1: Daisy. Daisy, not New Orleans. Daisy. Daisy's the good
0: yeah, one. Yeah, Daisy is the mod of Arma Two. Yeah, it causes everyone to lose their mind. In and the it's
3: another one of those slender where it was just sort of like this grassroots phenomenon that suddenly everyone was swept up in it. And it's one of those, cool. you know amateur to pro success stories in that it's getting a commercial release, and it's really interesting in that respect. We've had a lot of them this year, you know, as I said, Slender, and also Black Mesa, which is going to be getting a published release, and then, even though it's probably not in the same category as these others, Katawa Shoujo is another example of, you know, this game that was just basically a passion project writ large that really took people by storm, as it were, so Daisy is definitely one that we should note, Probably a lot more than draw something. (laughs) Just came and went. And as much as I find that Boyfriend Maker was really, really funny, and I continue to just read the Tumblr and all that stuff, it's more just for its oddity.
0: I think Maddie Bryce would disagree with you.
3: I'm sure she would. And I would be interested (laughs) to have her on. But it's just, I think that that game is mainly amusing for its badness.
1: Yeah, it is. That game is that game is just a Markov chain. I used to play around with these Markov Markov chain bots on IRC, and it was it was basically Boyfriend Maker before Boyfriend Maker, and you know somebody just took that idea and made it a thing. So I I don't really. I don't so the sad know, yeah. thing
3: about this is that it's been pulled, but uh no, but it makes it sad. Had A lot of other really memorable games this year. Also,
0: Rage of Bahamut I just put in there because apparently is the highest earner on iOS, and it's a huge influence there. So I have no idea what it even is, so moving on. Well, yeah. Frog Fractions, this will take you 10 to 20 minutes. It is bonkers out the wazoo, and you have to play it. Also, once you get the dragon, don't stop playing. Just press down, and you'll get the rest of the game.
2: That's a massive spoiler for Frog Fractions. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you have to tell people because people stop saying this is stupid and stop playing once they get the dragon. Oh,
1: one game that you, that you haven't talked about this year is Little Inferno.
0: Done yeah.
1: Little Inferno is a game it's not even a game it's
2: you burn things
1: and uh, if you know anything
2: <laughs> yeah you burn
1: things you Little Inferno things is a
2: game it's not, it's not even a game but uh, <laughs> it's, so it, why are we talking about it? Okay
1: it's important I'm to talk about because it's made by the guys who made World of Goo and they're actually environmentalists. It's got this strong environmental message where you burn things because it's fun to do so. And throughout the entire game you're just burning things, setting things on fire because, you know, that's what the game tells you to do. That's what the game tells you is fun. But, you know, at, at some point it is a very self aware thing, you know. It, oh my god, I wrote an article about it, just linked the article to Little Inferno in this podcast and I could go on for about it for hours, so I'd rather not. No, we're
0: not going to. Moving yeah. on. Uh Last one is Slender of the Eight Pages. I played this for about eight minutes and had to close the window because I could not keep going.
3: It's nah. scary. So it's scary. Shit out of me, And I
0: hadn't even picked up a page yet, and I was scaring the shit out of myself. I and that. I know for a fact Slender Man doesn't exist until you pick up the first page.
3: It's pick terrifying it. even when you play in daylight mode. Even when you play on $20 mode. It's not scary
0: at all! What are you talking about? Screw it's you!
3: It terrified me! I picked up the first page, went for about 10 more seconds
0: of it, screw this, and closed the window. I couldn't take it. Why?
1: It's like you're letting your imaginations conquer you.
3: Is this just a, That's what Slender Man is! is this a crappy
1: model who follows you around! That is Re- horror!
3: But, horror is fear of the unknown! <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not scary at all to me at all! Well, like.
3: to your Resident Evil 6 for calculations!
1: <laughs> re- re-
0: recapitulations get it right and on that maybe and on finished. that note we're, that's the year in games that is all the year in games if you manage to get through however many hours this ends up to being after I edit it congratulations you have done less maybe, than give you yourself
2: me. a chocolate the bag and yeah. the, the yeah. chocolate bar I of your th- choice well done
0: I have done this three years in a row, and it's gotten longer every time, no matter what measures I do, to try and make it go faster. First year, the whole thing was three hours. Then it was six hours, and that is what the time of the first half of this was. Good freaking Lord. Anyway, there is one last thing I would like to do. Thank yous for this year, because the year has come to an end. And for all the shittiness that we explained in the first part and all the debates and critiques that we can do in the second half, there are a lot of people to thank for this.
3: Who wants to start off? I will, because I'm
0: gonna start by thanking Ben for giving me the platform to do this in the first place, for inventing critical distance and allowing the madmen to take over.
3: Yes, including this madman right here. Madwoman.
0: Madwoman. Also all the people for writing such interesting things and filling up my days, both good and bad, just lots and lots of criticism, a lot of intelligent stuff being said. This Brendan for making a book <laughs> and proving that yes, it can be done. an excellent. Don't it's rush it. Don't, don't rush it. Um, I, I,
3: got I I can. I can go up. So I would also like to thank Ben Abraham, obviously, for getting this thing going, and you know, more importantly handing off the mantle to me as he did last year and allowing me this opportunity to take this operation and run it into the ground and make it atrocious or, you know, <laughs> make it better. I don't know. He says that he's rather impressed with my work. So I'll just take his word for it because I have no self-confidence at all. But thank you, Ben, for what you started. Thank you to our current host, M- uh, Michael McBride Bride. Thank you to David Carlton. Thank you to all our contributors, past and present. So beyond the scope of critical distance itself, I wanna name a few other folks here. I mean first I think would have to go to Stephen Totillo for to quote Chris Dahlin, dragging Kotaku kicking and screaming into the twenty first century and really delivering on a fantastic blog that is incredibly readable and incredibly insightful day after day, week after week and If it hadn't happened, I would have said that it would have been impossible, and I know that a great deal of that is due to the man, Stephen Totillo. So while we're on the topic of websites, I'd also like to give kudos to Patricia Hernandez and Nightmare Mode, especially this recent incarnation of Nightmare Mode, which is probably some of the most interesting reading that has come out in games in a very long time, and I'm sure it's only going to get better. Uh, I'd also like to give a nod to Jen Frank, who is definitely one of the most provocative writers that gaming has been blessed with, and I hope that we continue to hear from her for years and decades and centuries to come. Let's just make her immortal or something, I don't know. I'd like to also give kudos to Helen Lewis, the new statesman, because even though things kind of went shitty when she wrote that article that she did, she has been absolutely graceful in reacting to the reader response to that piece, and handing her column space over to others, including Brendan Keough and Liz Rayerson, I believe the name is, to write rebuttal pieces. So she has been a total class act, and we need more of those. I'm nearly to the end of this list here, I swear. I'd also like to thank everyone at IndieCade for putting on, you know, hands down the best gaming exhibition that is in existence now or ever it is as I like to call the burning man of video games and if you have never come out to visit it before I highly encourage you to do so there's the regular festival in October in Culver City which is basically Los Angeles and now they're also bringing out an IndieCade East and they also have a showcase panel at E3 and basically it's what gaming should be and finally and this one You know, I try to thank everyone each week for for all those who do this, who submit material, who write the blogs and generally make games criticism and games blogging the pleasurable thing that it is. Thank you, everyone, who has written about games, blogged about games, made some sort of commentary or critical analysis or some other important piece of work. And it's all important, no matter what you might think of your own writing. And thank you to everyone who submits their own stuff as well as submitting other stuff. And thank you for existing and for proving day after day that not only is game's criticism not broken, it's actually pretty gorgeous.
0: Two more names onto the site creators end of that. Jim Hawkins for creating and running Fit Creature throughout the year and to talking to me directly when the RSS kept breaking and working with me so that I would be able to get in contact with that site whenever. And to Stu Horvath for redoing Unwinnable and taking a risk on his community for donations and getting rid of the ads, and all to those who donated for rewarding such an endeavor and creating another great site for criticism. Alan?
2: Oh, don't put me in the spot. <laughs> Come on, you, um, I, you must have some
0: people to thank. You have a, a launch. That, no, no I'm, a
2: I'm really a very boastful guy. It was, it was really all down to me. <laughs> I mean, when I I kind of started this year as a relative nobody, and I finished the year as... Well, a relative nobody. But at the same time, I, I, I mean, I'd like to thank you guys primarily for giving me the chance to do the Blogs of the Roundtable thing and not fucking it up. That was nice to, <laughs> to actually feel well.
0: I'd also like to thank Alan Williamson for taking that over yeah. and
2: actually
0: doing it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Putting, putting my foot down and imposing martial law. I, mean, any, <laughs> any, I don't want to do a big long list of, of folks. Anybody who contributed to Blogs of the Roundtable in any way, anybody who's bought a copy of 5 out of 10... Incredibly grateful. It's kind of amazing to build something from nothing. So, sort to of build two things from nothing is, is even better. And also, I'd particularly like to thank Brandon Keough, and Chris, who bailed me out at the last minute and kind of stepped in and wrote things whenever, like under ridiculous pressure constraints. But yeah, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. Thanks to you guys. I give you all a hug, but I can't. So, just, just I'm sending you hug waves across the internet. Is that, that okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
3: We might have to get some sort of extra iTunes license for that, but we'll make do. All right, good. All right, Ian?
1: I'd like to thank our readers. You guys make it possible. It's fun being read. It's fun being talked about. It is fun being interacted with. And I thank you for reading through the thousands of words that we put out every month. And uh, whether you agree with us, whether you don't agree with us, I thank you for taking the time out to share your opinions with us. Thank
2: you.
0: Oh, and on a personal note, I have to thank uh, Michael Sparky Clarkson for being a really super generous man. That's so ambiguous. That could be anything. <laughs> oh, he'll know what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <And> I
3: don't <laughs> know what you mean, and that's the exciting I'd part. He
0: doesn't care because I'm thanking him.
3: So let's see. Right. While we're at it, let's let's thank the Twitterati, this whole yeah. clique that we've got going, which is totally yeah. an exclusive elitist club that no one else can join. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing, totally I'm kidding. I do love how Twitter has brought so many games journalists and critics and bloggers and all of that together. And, yeah. No, we're not thanking Twitter. We're thanking the people on Twitter. You do not applaud an inanimate object. Oh, God. And thank you, listener, for listening to all of this.
2: You've made it this far. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for saying (laughs) that I started this podcast. May your last five minutes on Earth (laughs) be (laughs) pleased
0: As your body wastes away. (laughs) I hope they didn't listen to this all in one sitting. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we finally reached the end of the Year in Review 2012 edition. Mm -hmm. I am your host and MC Eric Swain. With me, compatriots Chris Ligman. Ciao. Alan Williamson. If you want to see how much whiskey I've drank, it's on Instagram. (laughs) Ian, Miles Chong. Merry Christmas and have a
2: happy new year.
3: I got Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Saturnalia.
0: Non denominational greeting. Happy Jenica. The- Bonza. Happy Winterville. Festivus.
2: Yule. albin Aduan.
0: That Anglo to the hug. <laughs> Thank you all.
2: It's
0: been a blast. Cheers.
2: the longest podcast ever.
0: Music plays out.
2: <laughs> fade. Fade <laughs> to black. Oh, no, wait, that's just me. No. That's not the podcast. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: sorry sorry for you mean, keeping I... you over so long, Alan.
2: No, it's just, I've been getting these text messages from my brother saying, like, come on to the pub, <laughs> so I now have to walk through town to go to the pub.
0: Aren't you half um, <laughs> drunk? Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's just say yes. Um, no, I'm actually not that bad. Not that bad. I've had, yeah, half a small bottle of whiskey. Okay.
0: Oh, a small bottle. Now
3: you're qualifying.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wasn't that small when I checked it?
2: I actually do have to go, because Paul asked me to feed his rabbit an hour and a half ago, and he said that uh, he said he will be expecting it. The rabbit, not Paul. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so before, this, go, go. before this rabbit starves to death, I will bid you adieu. I think what I should do is I should just I've got a. Uh, what's, what size is this, 350ml bottle of Fish Mills Whiskey so I'll just drink my way through it and if we don't finish up in three hours it's going to be incomprehensible anyway so it's <laughs> no fucking fall.
3: Okay,
0: everyone at once get your Twitter clients ready everyone at once, at still Grade and just yell at in. Alright, ready
3: when you are
0: Alan? Yeah, hold on a second. Right, I'm ready. Three, two, one, send. (laughs) (laughs) And I just... (laughs) What did we all yell?
3: Let me refresh.
0: I would love to know how everyone reacts to that.
3: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: Where are you at, dog? <laughs>
2: Hold on, let's screen cap that. I've already done it. I'm just tweeting a screen cap now.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> a big gulp of coffee. <laughs> okay. Everyone, ready? Load your cannons. Aim it. Aim at the SS Still Gray. Uh, no, it's oh no, we're doing this make... again? One last time.
2: Hold on, hold on.
0: I like how we all chose all caps, too. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Well, I figure out how this is spelled because everyone apparently complains.
3: We don't complain, we fondly tease.
0: Three, two, one, send.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, you spelled nigh wrong, it's an I-G-H. Damn it, I changed it! That's the, that's the noise of horse mix.
3: <laughs> the time is nay!
0: <laughs> the time is nay!
3: Another Damn year it. of
0: Brody references. You know what's awful is I typed it into Google and it corrected it to this. No. You mean the time is nay? It's horse time. I put it in nigh, but it corrected it. <laughs> it said it was the other way around.
3: Oi! Get down from there. Sorry, I my compre- Sorry, yeah, no. <laughs> I, mean, I used to have my compressed air, but I have it over at the bed right now. One sec. <laughs> I think
0: that's going to make more noise. Time is nay! <laughs> Well, nay also means no.
2: <laughs> nay means no. Here, are trying to jump on a horse. <laughs> oh, no. That's horrible. I meant to, like, oh. ride it against its will, not ride it against its will. That's horrible. Oh. <laughs> it
3: wasn't no. meant to
0: be a... It wasn't a horse sex joke, it wasn't.
3: <laughs> what the hell did I miss?
0: Bruce Wayne, agent
3: of S.H.I.E.L.D. What? Huh? Who said this? What, 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 Bruce Lane, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's. that's messed up.
0: Mm. Comics
3: are weird. But there's a bat in the brat background, so they knew what they were doing.
0: Well, it's also two different companies.
3: I know, so it's like, how does that happen?
0: Who's the green girl supposed to be? Amalgam.
3: I guess it was like, what, some sort of unauthorized crossover?
0: Oh, no, no. In the mid-'90s, the two companies came together to form a joint company venture, Mm. where it was to fuel a big crossover of two godlike entities determining whose universe was best. So all the heroes from both DC and Marvel fought each other, and the winners were determined by vote. And who won? Wolverine, and then the and then it ends with the two gods. That was a good bunch, all of fun. They had each other on the back and say that was that was great. And the two godlike entities, go off in friends, except they forgot to undo the universes, so they merged more, and all the characters become one. So you have like Batman and Wolverine, the Dark Claw, and <laughs> Jubilee and Robin, be <laughs> coming together as is. No,
3: that's a very Marvel kind of move. Let's just hybridize these like they're fucking plants.
2: Let's put, let's put no, Wolverine and Batman together. Dark Claw. Nobody's going to mess with him. <laughs> <laughs> the Jubilee and Robin uh, that could merge into Shitbird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually Canary, but no, it was, well, maybe it was Sparrow. But either way, it's like they were both wards of those two characters, so it made sense. And Well, at least Jubilee was at the time.
3: Yeah, I mean, now it's like, what? Kitty Pride, or something like that. I don't know. I don't even. Oh, care. Kitty Pride was
0: familiar. But yeah, okay, we're back. Video games.
3: Which are not as ridiculous as comics.